Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We can do two things. We can be talking about building walls in America, in Europe. But let me tell you, or we can be talking about building longer tables. So I'm trying to interview and start the interview with Jose Andres. Jose Andres is trying to order some wine. It is 1.30 in the afternoon, and Jose is ready to open. Is this your first bottle? I'm sorry, but it's 7.30 in Europe. Yes, um, at night. Uh, at but night, it, but so it's technically. Also, it's also, you know, in, in Japan, it's uh, early tomorrow morning, early. Sure. In the middle of the Should night. we having sake or Japanese beer? <laughs> I mean... Jose Andres is one of the most revered chefs in the United States. He runs an empire of more than 30 restaurants. He threw his passion and energy into creating the World Central Kitchen in 2010 to feed the hungry and has fed millions of people around the world. I and many others consider him a national treasure, and I am so happy to have him here on my podcast. Welcome, Jose. Thank you. And Jose has just gotten back from, I guess, the last, the last um, uh, it was Hurricane Ian, and you were down in Pine Island. And what did you find there when you went? Well, uh, unfortunately, is the same destruction that we see after every hurricane. Uh, this was a difficult hurricane season because we had two back-to-back and was not only, unfortunately, Florida, but uh, many other countries in the Caribbean. Uh, Fiona, followed by Ian. It's a mayhem, and I always said we need to be ready. So we had teams of World Central Kitchen very much in five countries. 
uh, including in the United States, Puerto Rico, and Florida, around for mayor. But this is the situation. We, we at Wall Central Kitchen, we try to be very quick next to the people. Um, fortunately, this hurricane seems to keep happening. And the good thing is that when you are next to the people, reconstruction can always start quicker. Faster we provide relief, faster people can hope for a better tomorrow. Well, when disaster strikes, how do you know when it's time for you to make an appearance with your millions of meals, your, your fantastic staff of volunteers? How do you know? Well, for me, obviously, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very proud, yes, to be the founder, but this organization only exists because it's hundreds of thousands of people that think like me and I think like them. So myself, obviously, I always try to make uh, myself available. My wife is the one that always has my backpack ready. We don't even talk. The backpack is ready. When it's very massive, uh, when every hand counts, is when I usually show up because it's also where I have probably the most experience. Um, smaller events, even every every meal counts. Uh, we have so many good people right now that it's a joy to see how Puerto Rico they are able to activate the local Puerto Ricans to do it. Myself, when I see something is really major uh, that can use my experience, I love to join my, the teams of Wilson Drug Kitchen, like one more volunteer, and get on my own missions uh, and try and use to provide relief as quick as we can. Well, just yesterday I read about the terrible floods in Nigeria. We are very maximized and uh, in Nigeria, probably as we are speaking, some of the teams of Wilson Drug Kitchen are looking into it already, or maybe somebody's flying there. But uh, remember the Wilson Drug Kitchen, we are, the organization has less than 80 people on payroll. Sometimes we're able to grow to hundreds or even thousands, like Ukraine, that we put more than three, 4,000 Ukrainians in the World Central Kitchen uh, team doing more than 170 million meals. But we are trying to grow because this keeps happening. I can tell you that in Venezuela, it's been also a huge flooding in the last few days, and we had teams on the ground within hours. So every day, more and more, we try to be everywhere. But the world is a very big place that, unfortunately, climate change is really having an impact, and more and more things are happening. So we're trying to grow to be there in every one of these events. When there is a storm or there is uh, some natural a flood or uh, crazy weather, do you follow where FEMA goes or do you make your own call? We make our own calls. We, the teams at Wall Central Kitchen, obviously every single hurricane in America, we are present. Any major uh, fire, we are present uh, tornadoes, uh, we are present. The um, team members of Wilson Drug Kitchen, they, they, you, you, you get it inside. You get the instinct. Hurricanes, always, obviously, we try to be before the hurricane hits. So it's a very interesting moment because the teams, they have to position themselves in a place they are safe, but at the same time in a place that we can respond very quickly. So, Did you do that for the west coast of Florida? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, but, we had, but we had you teams did, all you over the place. you did that, and yet... The government of Florida, the, even the governor of Florida, did not make it imperative that people get out of the way of Ian. I, sometimes, what happens there? Sometimes I have enough difficulty just trying to do what we do ourselves at Wall Central Kitchen to, to try to be more um, a critic of, of what other governors uh, do or, or FEMA. This was a very complicated hurricane, I will say. Because uh, for many days, even like a week, 10 days before, 
Remember, some of these hurricanes, they, they form in the Atlantic and they start moving slowly. They are a tropical depression and you don't know if they're going to become a hurricane. And then everybody knew that was going to be having a very difficult um, a path and nobody was going to be very sure where it was going to end. We were even thinking like could go all the way to the panhandle. Imagine, it's a lot of territory. So what do you do? That's the call. Do you tell everybody in the coastlines all across the Gulf of Mexico to move away? Um, but what I will say well, is that okay. we... It would have been good to because there were a lot of people, over 100 people died, and people, mostly elderly obviously. people who couldn't but, get out. But we need to have, if anything, we have the technology, we have the ways that we need to put at the service of the people that technology for goodness. And that will mean for tsunamis. That will mean for an earthquake. Uh, unfortunately, it's very hard to, to know when it's going to hit. But yes, what people can do after. But especially a hurricane, we need to do maybe better in, 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 in sending the red, the red flag and, uh, and, and the alarm to say, please, leave right now. The issue is that depends where you are, roads. Breaches sometimes is very narrow, the escape routes, and becomes very, very complex. That the difficult thing is, do we tell everybody to escape? And all of a sudden, we have with a hurricane arriving thousands of cars in the middle of the road. What people do with the boats becomes super, super complex. So, what did you do with Sanibel? Well, Sanibel, uh, uh, a lot of uh, when we landed there, uh, the homes they are. Bigger constructions, better constructions. Uh, I think it's more a second home kind of island uh, where. But there where, were people stranded. Where 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 people are stranded? But obviously, I will say uh, everybody. One person that suffers is one too many. But I will say the the, the place uh, we saw more and more and more people. That was obviously Pine Island. But this happened also in Fort Myers, that a lot of people, this, uh, Fort Myers Beach, a lot of people stay, and this was a bad call. But again, it's only one two ways in and out of uh, for Myers Beach when when the alarm is no doesn't sound very quickly is always too late because sometimes it's even more dangerous to be on the boat trying to cross a bridge uh, as the hurricane arrives than maybe staying in your home again hurricanes they are highly unpredictable this one was one of the most unpredictable hurricanes and we've been able to follow and everybody was expecting St. Petersburg and Tampa and you saw this made the very big right, the very big going east and all of a sudden people were unprepared and that's why we saw so many deaths. And now just to get off the subject of disaster and get on with food, Jose is, was first known here in the United States as a Spanish chef with a pension for knowing what the public really love to eat. And you started uh, some amazing restaurants. You have restaurants in New York. You have restaurants in uh, Washington, D.C. You have uh, restaurants in Los Angeles. Uh, Ron Howard did a fantastic documentary on you uh, called We Feed People. And so it's not just restaurants, but, uh, of course, your world um, uh, central kitchen. And uh, in 2010, after being a very successful restaurateur, and you could have just continued to open restaurants, you decided to start World Central Kitchen. So you had already responded to natural disasters before that. But why did you feel the need that you, as a person, an individual, should start such an organization which would have such a, a major impact in areas of disaster? Well, I had to go back to probably, uh, you know, my mom, my dad were nurses and 
They always were a great. They were nurses. They were nurses, oh. and they were were always great influence on me and their friends and me going to hospitals often because because I went very often uh, to to see them and waiting for them to take me home. And I always saw the the the, the amazing people, and nurses and doctors and everybody that works in a in a hospital because they you always see they go the extra mile. Uh, obviously, my father loved to cook. My mom too. Everybody will always be welcome home in, in the table, or my father will be cooking big pies. Always very generous in this sense. We could be 10, we could be 50. That's a matter. My father always will find a way to feed everybody. Moving to the States was important for me, especially in 1993, because it's when I joined an organization called Share Our Strength, created by Bill Shore and his uh, um, sister, Debbie. And uh, Share Our Strength is the way I began just sharing uh, what I knew about cooking with people that could learn how to cook, maximize the dollars they had if they were poor, to buy smarter, and then make nutritious meals to their families. Very quickly, I joined also This is Central Kitchen. I met Robert Egger. This is Central Kitchen was great. It was a soup kitchen, but like no other. It was not only used solving the problem, uh, feeding the hungry, but was taking people out of jail, people out of the streets, training them to be cooks. In the process, making sure that food waste will not happen, bringing food from farmers and maybe hotels that had a big party cancel, making sure that that food will be served somewhere else. All of a sudden, training those men becoming uh, cooks that restaurants like me could be higher. You see, all of a sudden I saw a plate of food building community, giving opportunity to people, fighting food waste, training and finding then the way to feed the homeless population in DC at the same time that people were trained on restaurants like me could hire very well-prepared people. There, I saw the power of food. When I saw Katrina, Katrina, I was in the comfort of my home. And the Superdome, thousands of Americans inside an arena, and we couldn't feed them and bring them water. You know how far away is the main warehouse area that provides food to all the restaurants in New Orleans? 0.7 miles. You could walk with... 10, 20 people, even if you didn't have a car because the water was up to your belly, and bring the food and start feeding them. We didn't. You know what an arena is? Everybody has it wrong. Everybody in an arena thinks it's oh, a place to watch NBA or hockey or watch musicians. No, it's a gigantic restaurant that entertains with the sports and music. That moment I said, is no way that in these emergencies, you send nurses and doctors to take care of the wounded after an emergency. You send uh, firefighters and rescue teams to f look under the rubble after an earthquake. Who do you think we should be sending to bring water and feed people after an emergency? Chefs. The people that we feed the few, we are the most prepared people to also feed the many. This is why World Central Kitchen, as an idea, began in Haiti, 2010. I'm in Cayman Islands with Eric Rippert and, and, and Tony Bourdain. And within a few days, a couple of weeks later, I went to Haiti with one idea. You could argue to help, but I went with the idea to learn how cooks like me, we can activate ourselves and our contacts to start making something out of nothing. This is how World so, Central Kitchen began. So you started World Central Kitchen in 2010. What was the main mission? was not so clear uh, in the early days that we will be mainly in emergencies even was part of that. For me, it was more emergencies with helping also with development because we had many areas. One was education. Do the people of Haiti need a school like we did? 
to make sure that young young girls learn a profession and they can make a living in the process of of working in restaurants. And so we did kind of a school. Also, we were saying that in Haiti, everybody cooks with charcoal and the, the entire country is has almost no trees compared to Dominican Republic, the country in the other side of, of the same island is a that is a forest. What can we do? Because being poor means that also you are somehow cutting down the natural resources in the way of surviving. You are becoming poorer every day. What can we do to make sure that the young girls don't have to go to pick up wood instead of going to school? You see, things like this is how we began. But then we had that same year a hurricane. And then was was other events that kept happening. So slowly but surely, Wall Central Kitchen just began growing. But I will say that we didn't saw ever this natural disaster, hurricane after hurricane, but especially I will say the big, big year was over five years ago when Maria happened, right a few weeks before Houston also happened, Irma or Harvey, if I'm, if I'm right. And then is when we never stopped and we kept growing because then every year seems was one, two, three hurricanes, not only category one or two, but all the way to four or five. All of the sudden mayhem was happening everywhere. Kind of we've never stopped cooking. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, the last time I, I really spent any time with you was in Puerto Rico. And uh, right after that major disaster, I guess, uh, and you were taking us to the farms where he was teaching the farmers what to grow so that when disaster did strike, they would have food to put on their tables. And that was such an eye-opener to me. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing those farms, those special crops that you were encouraging them to grow, and it made a difference to them. Uh, well, it was amazing that you came because obviously everybody thinks like when one region, one state, one city has been hit by a hurricane, it's kind of you cross that on your list. And I always want to tell people when they tell me, Jose, what can I do? Show up because people need you to show up in the weeks or months once everything is safe so that you, Martha, came to Dorado and visited different parts of Puerto Rico. It was so important, obviously, because people follow you on your podcast, on your Instagram, on your Twitter and everywhere else. And somebody like you showing up there for vacation was saying, this is the way to help too, indirectly. You can go and have a great time, but in the process, you are leaving tourist dollars in the way you are moving the economy forward. So this was great. I was the, uh, in Puerto Rico a few weeks ago, right after the last hurricane, uh, Fiona, oh, that damaged well, Puerto Rico again. Well, your whole your whole power grid went out. And we, and we visited many of these same farms you were talking. We kind of uh, had partnership with more than uh, close to 220 farms that what we did was giving them grants, but grants that were smart investments in precisely make them resilient in the event of future hurricanes. And we began buying a lot of the fruits and vegetables that we were serving to the people after this hurricane. We were buying from our same partners this way in the process of the emergency, so, you so are already helping the local the economy. Local economy, yes. So that's it's so smart, and it, and it makes such sense, and yet so little of this is being done without Jose Andres. Not true. It happens with yeah. a lot of people. We are not, obviously in the States, I will say we are, without a doubt, the biggest feeding operation. This is the type of things I'm asking FEMA and Homeland Security and the EOCs. Always you see every president or every governor or every mayor announcing that food will be available. Well, the food is available is always what we call the emeries, the meals ready to eat. The meals ready to eat is nothing wrong with them. 
There are food that is already pre-cooked that you open the box. You can't even have a way to heat it and you eat it. Listen, you, you, I've eaten worse things in my life, probably. Uh, every one of us maybe ate something worse. But those meals ready to eat, this is what happened. Somebody drops them one day. Usually the great men and women of the National Guard, they follow orders. They drop them somewhere, maybe in a fire station. The fire station guys, poor guys, they're busy rescuing people. They have other issues. They're not in the business of distributing food. And let me tell you, very often when I go somewhere and I see a big load of MREs, I love to go back two, three, four, one month later. And usually those MREs are are untouched, still there. We spend the money. We spend the resources. They don't help the local economy. They are not the favorite thing for people to eat. And they spoil. Um, well, technically, that's the good thing of MREs, that they never spoil. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> they So, 100 years later, maybe those MREs, somebody will be able to eat them. But that's why sometimes for elderly people, they're not the right thing to eat. For a lot of people with health issues, it's not the right thing to, uh, to do. But let me tell you, what better than you is helping the local economy by supporting the local restaurants and food trucks, that this is more than just putting money. People want to be active in an emergency, helping their own community. It's always hands available to help. We show that we give an opportunity to people to take the mission of taking care of their fellow citizens on their own hands. And that's why we are such an easy organization to love, because everybody feels can always be part of helping. How was Kitchen is able to do what we do? Because mainly American people support us. 99.9% of all our funds are used from individuals, okay. uh, 70% foundations, uh, some businesses. Um, we've done hundred, millions of meals. I think we are maybe three, 400, maybe 500 million meals. I don't know because, quite frankly, I don't keep count. But in the pandemic, it was huge because we were not only in America. We were in Spain. We were in India. We were in other, in other few other countries. Other hard-hit countries. But yes. in America, we had a huge activation. I think at one moment, we were over 47 states. We were very big in all the hospitals in New York. We were big in Oakland. Uh, we were big in L.A. We oh, were I follow, big in I Utah. I followed all we were, the cities that you were in. I watched We I were watched in so many travel. places. Why? Because hospitals were shutting and the, 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 the kitchens. Nobody was coming to work. Did your some, family get to see you in those? Yeah, I spent good time with my family, but also I traveled a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, but remember, we began feeding people in Yokohama in late January, early February with the help of Nobu, who he put a lot of his contacts there in Yokohama, Japan, because the first ship with COVID was coming. Second one was coming to Auckland. There we were too. And when we left Auckland, after feeding that cruise ship with COVID cases, we knew that this was going to be the pandemic everybody was talking about. We began use growing 3,500 restaurants that became part of our network, some arenas, some stadiums that also became part of our network, before we knew, we were in India and with catering. It was an incredible mo- mobilization. It was incredible. People are so grateful for your help, really and truly. But you did win this amazing award from Jeff Bezos for his. For, it's called the Courage and Civilization Award. So you are you are going to use that for investing in the future. We uh, obviously I've already uh, used some of those funds. You could argue why I don't use them in one hour when there is so much hunger. Yes, and so many issues. Obviously, um, my good friend Jeff Bezos. I'm already telling him, well, the hundred is great. Can we talk about the next hundred or or the next billion? What I can tell you is that Jeff has a very good heart. 
Uh, he's very active in, in a lot of uh, situations. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, he gave another $100 million to uh, to the Feeding America, which is the networks of uh, food banks. But in what I've used somehow that money, the, the initial money I've been using for investments in things like a food institute uh, idea one day in Washington, D.C., where we need to be having a place that will create food policy for America well, for countries the national food ar- agency, around, right? around the world. Yeah, I've been, I've been reading a lot about that and talking about that to finally, I mean, America, a huge country, has no national food agency. We we have right now, uh, I think, close to 17 agencies with more than 100 offices that they handle different aspects of the government related to food. But, but and not they one. Don't, and they don't speak between them. They don't. So myself, as you know, was a White House food conference, first one in 53 years. And I was able to, to, to speak. They gave me the opportunity to be... But there is going the, to be a meeting, I hear. The meeting already happened. Oh, it did? The White House Food Conference okay. already happened. Okay, was it successful? I would say that we need to wait and see. Uh, the last one happened in 1969 with President Nixon. Mm. Many things like we know today, WIC, which uh, help uh, SNAPs, uh, different programs that have mothers, elderly, families, uh, that they don't make it at the end of the month. This is a supplement for them to be able to feed themselves. Many of these things happened in 1969. So... Those were the good news. The bad news is that though more than 53 years, we never had another White House food conference. Right. And many of the old ideas, they didn't, they didn't move forward. They didn't catch on fire. And they didn't, uh, well, they yeah. work, but they didn't yeah. adapt. Right. You cannot put the same idea that you created 50 years ago today. This White House food conference, this is what we hope, that new ideas are going to happen, that maybe breakfast and lunch will become universal in America. Maybe that we will stop throwing money at the problem and we will start investing in the solutions. Children should be fed better in America. The government, the American government has enough money to achieve that. And in the process, you can keep farmers doing well, buying from rural America, enriching rural America, making sure that the rural America becomes richer, not poorer. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you've seen so much of the world. Can you tell us which parts are the most needy? Well, unfortunately, I will tell you, I've been in a lot of parts of the world like you, but I don't think I, I've been in the in the ones that maybe need people like me and you to show up more. Right now, we are listening to what's happening in Ethiopia again. We are seeing what's happening in Yemen again. We're seeing what's happening in Palestine again. We are seeing what's happened... Sometimes in our own cities in America, Martha, sometimes, unfortunately, we don't need to go so far away. But there is this war happening in Ukraine. Ukraine is a net exporter of grains. Uh, This is putting a lot of pressure in countries that they depend on those grains to feed their population. And all of a sudden, this is the issue and the conundrum. We may be, as much as I like to be a positive person, we may be in 2023, 2024, in one of the biggest humanitarian crises where we're going to be having hundreds of thousands, millions of women, children leaving their countries, leaving their cities because there's nothing to eat. And when people don't have anything to eat is when they start thinking about well, migrating. They get, they get desperate, of course. What would you not do if you had to feed your child? Yeah. So we can do two things. We can be talking about building walls in America, in Europe. But let me tell you, or we can be talking about building longer tables, making sure that those countries have stronger democracies, that they economically they do better, that they are able to feed themselves. I do believe the rich world needs to be invested in the betterment of the lives of the poorer part of the world. Because if you build the wall, let me tell you, that wall is useless because the most powerful army 
There is, will be an army of mothers with their children in their arms. Your podcast that you have started is called Longer Tables. And I, I like that analogy because it really does make us think about coping with this problem and, and solving the problem if we can. And your passion is just infectious because now I'm, <laughs> I just, uh, I'm feeling so positive about uh, the help that we can really give to all these uh, people and places in need. Well, we need to, to, to change the way our politicians are trying to do every, everyday business. It uh, seems that we keep repeating the same old recipes that they have no problem with all recipes. I love history. I love all recipes. But when the old recipe doesn't work, Martha, what do you do? You change the recipe. You improve the recipe. If the old recipes are not helping and many of the problems we face, let's throw them away and let's make better ones or write new recipes. But right now, UN has to reinvent themselves. UNICEF has to reinvent themselves. World Food Program has to reinvent themselves. Organizations like Red Cross and FEMA, they need to reinvent themselves. Why? Because the world and humanity cannot afford for those organizations to don't do and show up with the best that they can give to the people. If those organizations fail, humanity fails, they need all of them, all of us, rewrite new recipes because sometimes the old recipes are not working. When do you find time to cook? Well, uh, yesterday I was uh, very, very, very tired. I don't know why, but I arrived home and um, my wife and I, we wanted to see uh, a movie, a series, and I had some sea urchin I bought from Maine and I kind of cleaned them in the morning and I arrived and I made for her a quick pasta with sea urchin and botarga. Oh, nice. Oh, sea urchin and botarga. It's always a moment to cook. Where are you getting good botarga these days? The best one, obviously, is Spain. We claim that. Oh, it's from Spain? We we call it mujol. Botarga, they call it in Italy. Uh, You can find it in powder form. You can find it like it was a sausage. No, but I used to get really good Italian botarga from the island of Sardinia. Could be, but you know, I'm not never in the business of recognizing yeah. Italians have anything better than <laughs> Spain. Sorry, it's on my. So the it's, mullet, it's the mullet, DNA. Fr- the mullet cod uh, row from the, the gray mullet. Gray mullet, yeah. Like, okay. but I have one that is no Italy or Spain. Where? The one I've been using for more than twenty years. Ah. life changing. From where? Tricolinos from Greece. Ah, comes in a very sexy coat of bee wax. Oh. When you cut it and you see it through the light bulb what color is or it? through the sun. Amber color? It's a beautiful, you know, orange in the fall, sunset, 7 p.m. Through the maple leaves? And, uh, yes. <laughs> that beautiful orangey color that is almost telling you, eat me. You take the wax out, yeah. you bring that beautiful a slice of the gray mallet cure, sweet. It's sending a, a smell through your nose of saying, oh, yeah, this came right from the Aegean Sea, right in the Mediterranean by the coast of Greece. And it's like, eat me. And you put it on the tongue, and even the tongue doesn't want to eat it. The teeth doesn't <laughs> want a bite into it. They don't want to damage that precious, amazing bite of heaven. When your teeth and your tongue don't want to eat something, you can't imagine how good it is. Oh, okay. Almost, they, I'm going they, to look for that. Are you selling that at your store? I, I, I have it in my restaurant, Saitinia, which the first one I opened 20 years ago oh. in Washington, D.C. 
And now, yes, people, this is a commercial. I opened one at the Ritz-Carlton Nomad. And is it there? I have it there. You do. I'm going there tonight. I've got that Okay. Three Calinos. D. D. Okay. Best, call it Botarga, the best uh, raw, dry raw in the history of mankind putting caviar. The gray mullet. Okay. I'm going to find that. Three Calinos. Okay, Tricolinos. I have no business with them. I should. I have, so I don't mind to use can the name. We, can we find Three it online? Kalino. You can find it online. Okay. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. I think I was a seal. You and I, we were seals <laughs> in another life. So your wife was very happy with her dinner last night. I, yep, she ate it. And what she movie did you watch? Uh, I watched the first episode of uh, The Bird. Oh, and was it good? It was, it was great. The, oh. the, 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 about the restaurant in, in Chicago. And oh, the, the bear. Sh- the bird. What no. happened? You don't understand my English? No. This we the know bear. each other yeah, for so bear. many years. What did you think of the that? The bird, the bird, the bird. Bear, I the mean, bear. come on. El oso. El oso. Wait, oh, my Lorso, God. Yes. In Spanish, everything sounds as you What did you think? First episode, I love it. My wife. She, uh, did, she didn't love it. But so. I convinced her to watch a second one. And then, oh, she warmed up. My daughter, then, my daughter loved it, and I, I got so turned off at the at at the uh, filthiness of that kitchen. <laughs> and but the guy was cleaning all the time. I, I know, but he wasn't making. I would have put everybody out on the street and taken a power washer and cleaned that place in two hours. Believe me, I would have. Yeah, I was there. I I just went. I got so mad at that show. But it was fun. But it the was amazing fun. thing is, these, and the acting was great. These people, these men, the the, the susha, the woman, everybody, is trying to show the best of themselves yeah. against a lot. I, I just love your passion. I love your excitement. I I think that you are one of the most incredible human beings uh, alive today, uh, Jose Andres. You are doing so much good, um, and you are teaching so many people. Uh, to be more humanitarian, to be more caring, to be more aware of the major, major problems that we're all facing. And uh, I hope all of you listening will look up World Central Kitchen um, and uh, and help Jose and his crusade to feed the world. Are we opening a bottle of wine or what? Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.